You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts, and our podcast available anytime on demand at WPTF.com or through our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. We've got a great show for you today, folks. David Sevier, a volunteer with AARP at multiple levels, returns to the show to talk to us about his continued work to help support veterans and military families. But first, before we get to that, Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I am joined here by my esteemed production engineer, my partner in crime here at the studio, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Mike. How are you? Doing very well. Happy early Thanksgiving to you. Happy early Thanksgiving. I've got one foot in the gravy. I'm, I'm ready for it. One foot in the gravy. I got to remember that one, man. Well, not one turkey leg in the gravy. No. <laughs> that, that probably would make a little That's bit more sense. That's the other one. Yeah. That's where the other one is. Gotcha. Uh, any big plans uh, for you and your family coming up? You know, it's going to be uh, just the, our little family together. Uh, most of my relatives are all down in Florida, so mm-hmm. we'll just be doing our own thing, which is good. Okay, doing your own thing, setting your own Thanksgiving. So how does Thanksgiving at your house differ from when you were a kid? Oh, boy. Uh, a lot more extended family when I was a kid mm-hmm. uh, coming over. Uh, I mean, it was just a huge, huge put on with everyone from the family there. Uh, so it's it's a little bit more secluded with my wife and I having not so much extended family in the area. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit more intimate. How about you? Um, definitely. I'd say definitely the same uh, for sure. Um, and when I when I cook, I, I I don't cook as much as my mom did certainly, um, and nor nor near nearly as well. Um, and I am a bit hopeful though for uh, for this year though, um, just because it, it's a bit of a different thing. I'm actually going away um, with a, a friend of mine to uh, to see her family, but. Um, I'm really, really uh, enjoying the holidays a bit more with my kids just because they're a little older. You know, they're 12 and 13. They're a little bit more appreciative of good food, which is which is really nice. <laughs> um, I remember in the past I would cook and, you know, spend all this time and energy making meals, from not just for the holidays, but just, you know, for other things. And they just, you know eat a little bit of it and not anything like, well, wasn't that delicious? Cause I made it delicious for you and you know, I don't really appreciate it as they get a little bit older now. It's a bit, uh, a bit nicer, but for me, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, Thanksgiving is one of those, um, just, just fun holidays, uh, no matter how I'm enjoying it, as long as I'm with other people and there's a lot of food, it's, it's all good stuff. Um, I, as always, Jason, um, I'm, you know, always looking at fun facts and uh, I know our audience likes hearing fun facts around different things. And I found uh, on housebeautiful.com, they have 25 fun Thanksgiving facts that you'll want to tell everyone you know. <laughs> That's what the title of this is. So they have a lot of confidence in this list. And so I thought, Jason, who better to share it with than our listeners here at AARP Without Limits? So did you know the first turkey trot dates back to the 1890s. I did not. Only six runners participated in the race, uh, running on stretches of dirt road for roughly five miles. Innovators. Uh, yes, for sure. Thanksgiving was originally celebrated in mid-October. Hmm. I didn't know that. 
Pumpkin pie isn't actually Thanksgiving's favorite pie. I wonder what it is then. Well, according to the American Pie Council, yes, that organization, <laughs> um, apple pie wins the debate. Okay. Yeah, America's favorite, as they say. Did you know female turkeys don't gobble? I did not. I've never. <laughs> this list is getting a little bit ridiculous right now. I only got a couple more for you, Jason, and then we'll, we'll get to our guest. Um, the original Thanksgiving was actually a three-day festival. Wow. I could sign up for that. Yes. The first Thanksgiving celebrated in 1621 as a harvest festival and included 50 pilgrims, 90 Indians, and lasted three days. Historians believe that only five women were present. Wow. The tradition of football on Thanksgiving was started by college teams. Hmm. The tradition of football on Thanksgiving began in 1876 with a game between Yale and Princeton. The first NFL games were played on Thanksgiving only in 1920. Yes. And then lastly, the last fun fact here, Jason, can you guess what is the average number of calories consumed for Thanksgiving? Oh, boy. Uh, Let's say just for the meal. Well, I don't know. The way they put it is for Thanksgiving. For so Thanksgiving. we can be not just sitting at the table. All right. Full day, maybe we'll say 3,500. 4,500. 45. Wow. I thought I was high. Yeah, that's, that, that's a lot. That that's great, a there's lot. a lot of, of, of calorie <laughs> in, that, uh, in that gravy for sure. Anyway, some fun facts, folks. Always love hearing from you. Send us an email or question, ARP without limits at ARP.org. Love to hear how you spent Thanksgiving. But, um, One of the things I'm really thankful for right now, Jason, is the opportunity to be able to connect with movers and shakers uh, who um, serve their communities with AARP. One of them is our guest, David Sevier, who I've known for several years now, has worked with AARP in different capacities, and he is one of our very few repeat guests. He was here during our first month of broadcast back in November of 2022. David Sevier, thank you so much. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. It's great to be here. And um, I, I don't know how I can top your, your Thanksgiving list, but uh, I'll, I'll be happy to, to try. <laughs> try eating more calories than 4,500, David. And then when you come back a third time, you can tell us how the next day was. <laughs> how did it go? Uh, David, you were, uh, again, our first guest back, one of our first guests back in uh, November of 2022. But I know a lot's changed in your life since then. What, what's been going on? What have you been up to for the last year? Well, as, uh, as we mentioned uh, the other day, um, we, we've uh, been in New Bern for a few years, and uh, that's on the eastern side of North Carolina. And, uh, and we decided, because primarily we have three kids and nine grandkids in the Greensboro area, that we would move back to Greensboro. We're actually in the process of building a house so that we can, quote, age in place, which is one of the AARP uh, focuses that that we are subscribing to. So uh, we've moved back and live in um, southern Guilford County right now, just barely into Greensboro, but that's where we are, and we're in the process of building a house. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to to seeing you guys, and I know I'm overdue of do a visit to you and Catherine out there. Um, we'll be doing that soon for sure. Uh, for those who didn't hear our first interview with you, um, let's begin uh, with a little bit more about yourself, David. Uh, your military service 
um, going back, I know, back to the 60s, I believe, and how that evolved into your work on healthcare, and then ultimately your, your work in the community as a volunteer since retiring. Well, yeah, it, it does span way too many years, I'm, I'm thinking now. But uh, back in, uh, in 1968, I, I was a scholarship student in the Naval ROTC at uh, my university and uh, then subsequently went on active duty. Never had any intention of staying for a career, but lo and behold, I uh, ended up the last half of my career in, in health policy and, uh, and worked uh, 22 years in the Navy. So I retired in 1995. Uh, again, seems like uh, an eternity ago, but um, worked uh, to help create the, the TRICARE healthcare program. And uh, so that was a, an important uh, role that uh, that I think um, I had the opportunity to participate in, and then subsequently uh, worked internationally in health policy with the State Department, and and then came back to the United States, and um, we were uh, engaged also with the Department of Veterans Affairs. So I I helped put together a uh, commission that was focused on uh, where the Department of Veterans Affairs would go. A lot of people don't realize that there are two departments. There's the Department of Defense and there's the Department of Veterans Affairs. And they're two separately funded and organized entities. One deals with people who are on the pointy end of the spear, so to speak, and then uh, other people after they've uh, uh, left the military, and and we've got uh, about 18 million of those in the United States still. So, I've been engaged in 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 the second half for quite a number of years. And David, when did you retire from the military? 1995. And so since then, I know you've been very involved in seeing how the rubber hits the road with this, with respect to to some of these things, especially in the healthcare space. And working as a volunteer, and just in the last minute here before we cut to a commercial break, tell us a bit about that as how you transitioned into being a volunteer and, and working on these issues in the community at the community level. Sure. Uh, very briefly, um, about five years ago, AARP asked me to put together a um, what what has ended up becoming the Health Benefits Navigator, and I know your previous guest. Uh, Pete Jeffries talked about that a little bit. Uh, the Health Benefits Navigator helps individuals who have served in the military to understand what their benefits can and should be. And, uh, and so we've, uh, we've updated that a number of times. It's available on the uh, website aarp.org veterans. And uh, we're very proud of that. A lot of people have used it and, and understood more about the, what their uh, benefits are. And we are now in the process of uh, also looking at uh, disabled veterans and how they can receive grants from the Department of Veterans Affairs uh, to the tune of almost uh, $117,000 if they are disabled and uh, and deserving of those grants. So we're putting together a home modification guide that will help them understand what that that's, uh, benefit uh, can be for them. 
a life of service both in the military and since then as well. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into some of these things. We're speaking with David Sevier. This is AARP Without Limits. We'll be back after this short break. And we are back. This is AARP Without Limits. Folks, just a reminder, we're here each and every week, and we always love hearing from you. If you have a question, if you have a suggestion or a recommendation for a future topic or guest, don't be shy. Please reach out. Send us an email to aarpwithoutlimits at aarp.org. Uh, We have had some great guests on in the last year or so. Yeah, we've been on a year already, folks, and we're going to be continuing next year, which I'm really excited about. Many of our guests, some of our guests, have come about because of the recommendations that you, the listeners, have sent to us. So again, send us an email, aarpwithoutlimits at aarp.org. We've been speaking today with David David Sevier, who is not only an AARP volunteer but a veteran, um, served, had a career in the military, and was instrumental in creating programs such as the TRICARE program, uh, which provides healthcare services to those serving, um, and has been instrumental in helping develop tools with AARP to help serve certain populations, including uh, veterans. Um, David, um, we're so happy to have you with us to be talking about these topics now during uh, the month of November. Uh, of course, we've been speaking about Thanksgiving in the early end of the show, but of course, we had Veterans Day on November 11th, and nationally, this is also Veterans and Military Families Appreciation Month. And so, ARP nationally, uh, throughout the whole month, has been highlighting resources and information to veterans and military families, including caregiving resources, including, as you mentioned before, the ARP Veterans Health Benefits Navigator. Um, to help make sure people know that, you know, there's help available and uh, we can be a hand to them in uh, pointing them in the right direction so they know what assistance is out there. You have been working on something that's new called the uh, Veterans and Military Families Home Modification Guide. Uh, You mentioned it briefly before. I just wanted to dig a little deeper into that. And you said specifically this is something that could assist veterans with disabilities. Is that right? That is correct. Um, It's been around this uh, opportunity for quite a while, but uh, it is growing and the number of grant programs is increasing Uh, As we have learned from the Veterans Benefits Administration, which is a part of the the VA, uh, there are five different grant programs, and these are grants. These are not just loans. They are not just uh, available resources that uh, can be accessed on a a one-time basis necessarily, but they are grants, and they range from a very large grant of $117,000 per individual for a 100% disabled uh, person, a a veteran who has, um, for whatever reason, uh, become disabled and cannot navigate throughout their house very well and so they can they can receive this grant to modify their home or adapt their home for uh, for living and um, and and that ranges from everything from changing their kitchen to their bathroom to make it uh, accessible 
and a whole lot of other things. But then there are four other grant programs for less uh, disabled individuals who uh, can uh, get a, a smaller amount of money for doing other things. So we're going to uh, lay that all out in our guide. Uh, it's going to be very definitive. It will come out uh, probably early next year and be available online. Although AARP is uh, very interested in, in sharing that information at any time with people, uh, we've met with the chief of the uh, the uh, home adaptation program uh, at VA, and he is very excited about AARP getting engaged in this this whole process. And so we're we're looking forward to it as well. David, I really, I really appreciate you sharing that because there are, you know, this is one of those programs, grant programs that's out there that's been around for a while that so many people who could be qualified or are qualified for it have no idea of it. Um, and with AARP, part of our role isn't to reinvent the wheel or it's not to slap our logo on something and to call it ours or take credit for something. Rather, it's simply to shine the spotlight. We've got a very bright spotlight, AARP as a national organization, to be able to shine the light on something and say, hey, look at what's over there. Look at this resource. Look at this grant program that's there that could make a real fundamental difference in the quality of your life if you are a disabled veteran with, with a program like this. And so I'm really excited to have learned about this, this, uh, this new guide um, that ARP is developing that will help people understand that this, this grant is out there and here's how you go about getting it. Uh, you know, here, here's how you qualify for it and, and here's how it can make a huge difference in your life. So thank you as always, David, for your work in these areas. Um, it's, it's really very much appreciated. Um, veterans, unfortunately, in addition to, to good things, there are also bad things that happen to them. And, and that, that includes things like fraud. And unfortunately, veterans and military families are very often the targets of fraud. Can you tell our listeners, David, why is that? Um, why would why would they want to target veterans with scams? And uh, are, is there anything out there that veterans need to be aware of as far as scams to look out for? Well, yeah, it's it's a, a case of uh, as as usual, Mike. It's it's follow the money, and when veterans are in in receipt of. Uh, substantial benefits such as these grants that we're talking about, as well as uh, pensions and, and other resources, they are uh, targeted by scammers and and can uh, can uh, receive a number of different kinds of uh, ploys to try to extract their resources from them. And so uh, that's that's the the main uh, focus. Uh, there are. Interestingly, six and a half million veterans who are part of the 39 million member uh, organization called AARP. So we have a lot to do with that. And uh, as a result, AARP runs a very robust um, fraud programs so that it assists veterans and, and other older individuals or, or individuals who are older uh, to uh, prevent them or to help them to uh, identify when a scam is being perpetrated on them. Well, 
One of the other things I want to ask you about, David, while we've got you here for another couple of minutes is the PACT Act. Um, and I know that's something that's important to you. And folks here in North Carolina have been seeing commercials on a regular basis related to Camp Lejeune um, and uh, you know ads that are targeted specifically to those who have served, who, who were there on the base. Can you tell our listeners who may not be aware of this issue and what's happened in the last year, what is the PAC Act and specifically this Section 804 of that, of that law that addresses Camp Lejeune? Sure. Uh, the... The section that addresses Camp Lejeune has uh, gotten a lot of attention, and you'll see a lot of advertisements and and uh, marketing about that. But the PACT Act itself, which includes that Section 804, uh, is addressed to veterans who have been exposed to various um, challenges, uh, and and that ranges anything from Agent Orange back when uh, I first came in the military in Vietnam to uh, various burn pit issues, uh, various kinds of um, uh, things that, that people get in touch with that are not healthy for them. And so the PACT Act is designed to enable those individuals to have a, a recourse and so they they can sign up and 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 be uh, taken care of uh, in a much more robust way than than previously. And so the the Pact Act is a great program. Uh, people can join it and 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 be part of a uh, a study or a uh, benefit and 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 get the resources that they necessarily can use to to uh, resolve the the problem or at least be compensated for it david as always um you're full of good information and and great inspiration and um as I'm proud to call you a not only a colleague through AARP, but also a friend and really appreciate everything that you that you have done and continue to do to help make people's lives better. Um, thanks so much. I hope we go. It's not quite another year before we have you back on the program, but hope to see you again soon. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. That is a wrap, folks. Uh, thank you uh, for um, being with us this program. Thank you to David Sevier for being our guest. Thank you to Jason Kong for production. Thank you for listening. This has been AARP Without Limits. This is Mike Olander with AARP North Carolina signing off.